Hello, residents of Meeple Town. This is Dean. Johnny, um, game. Johnny game? Are you serious? <laughs> <laughs> You've Dude, got weeks I, to think about this, and that's all you got. I before this this morning, I was like. I'm gonna not. I'm just gonna go with the first thing that comes into my mind. <laughs> that was Game. awful. <laughs> Sticking with it, Johnny Game. Today we're gonna uh, be, we're gonna be looking. I'll tell you at how what I was. Yeah. Our 40 through 31 top games of all time. So thanks for joining us for episode 108. I haven't planned this either, so if you if you were here right now, you would you, see, see Dean wearing games. Yeah. You, <laughs> <laughs> well, what I was thinking, like the only thing that flashed into my mind was the other night at Game Point Cafe. So I was thinking about calling me Johnny Game Point, but it just kind of came out like I kind of floundered. <laughs> yeah. So I that's would, I would say you flopped, man. Just, <laughs> that's 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 bad. What do you bombed. think? What do you think a flounder feels about? How do you think he feels or she feels about us using their name to pretend like something's <laughs> not going well? Well, actually, I can speak directly to this because if I screw something up, you say that I deemed it. That's true. So I know exactly how a flounder feels, and it's not good. Speaking of names that you know, maybe we should or shouldn't use to express things, uh, I was talking with our good buddy Mike yesterday, Dean, and he is married to a woman named... I'm waiting for you to fill Flounder? Out. Karen that might and he talked we know about multiple mice and he talked about how he dated another woman named Karen Mike I said <laughs> I said that's interesting that you're really attracted to Karen's is that it that's do you not under do you know then you know the name Karen as a joke right uh-huh yeah okay well oh, I got you like that's interesting like that seems like you're cruising for a bruising you're floundering if you are, today. If you are attracted to and constantly... Do you think that women named Karen are like really frustrated that people use their names as like this thing? I, I'm sure they are. I would be. Uh, yeah. Probably. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe not. I think... There might I, be some time where you're like, oh, my gosh. I feel like I'm pretty safe. Dean is a is a name that's not going to be like broadcast negatively wide. wide Unless you're watching Community. Out there, you know. Dean the Dean. Yeah, I never watched that. You never, you still never saw Community? I used to have a student that, that would walk in the room and say, Dean Ling, and he said that was from Community. <laughs> no, it is. <laughs> I didn't, I never knew what he was talking about, but he thought it was funny. It is funny. Is that like a, an, an ongoing thing? I mean, yeah, it, it, yeah, it happens more than once. Okay. I wouldn't say it's like the, I don't think it's like, Chicha, you know, from, <laughs> from Arrested Development. <laughs> have you ever seen a chicken? <laughs> I love that. That's I'm watching Arrested Development again, <laughs> and my uh, 12 year old son is absolutely loving it. Though I don't, th I think it's going to have to end when the new season comes out because I don't think he's going to be able to watch the new ones. I mean, yeah, right? Oh, okay. Didn't it get Didn't it get a little raunchy? I can't remember. The only thing I really remember from that newer season <laughs> was the was the a new start license plate. <laughs> 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 Which was, that was pretty funny. But other than that, I don't really remember much else from it. I don't remember loving it, though. Okay, so here's our, you know, we usually do polls and stuff. We're not going to do all that because we're doing weekly episodes. But this is an impromptu. Dean, top five comedy 
TV shows of all time. They don't have they they don't have to be in order. Can't stop laughing from that from that line. Okay, I would say I would put Friends at number uh, one. I knew you would say that. I'm gonna put Office at number two. How do you? Th- how is Friends better than The Office? I'm gonna put. In what universe is that? I'm gonna put. This is you said flying off the cuff. I I've, know. I've, I've got to think about this. I said you don't have to do it in order, but you can. Uh, so three, I would say Seinfeld. Four, mm-hmm. maybe Parks and Rec. I don't. I don't know. Actually, probably, probably four at Parks and Rec, and then five. <sighs> Simpsons. I don't know. Oh, no. <laughs> That's not so, right. Simpsons is not number five. I don't know what that number five would be. Let me give you the correct answer. Okay. All right. Um, I've ne- I've never thought about this. I mean, I've thought about it off the cuff a little bit, but The Office is definitely on there. This is not in any order. Seinfeld is definitely on there, so that's two of them. Um, I think Parks and Rec is definitely on there. For three, I'm going to go probably Brooklyn Nine-Niner as four, and then five might be Arrested Development. It would be a battle, I think, between Arrested Development and Community. So I just I didn't listen to anything you said because I was uh, yeah, well. pulling this up on Screen Rant. Screen Rant says, number one, Friends. Number two, Seinfeld. Number three, Office. That is my top three, just in a different order. Yeah, first of all... Big Bang Theory is number four. I never okay. got into that. No. Okay. How I Met Your Mother actually this would is probably a, be my this number is a, five. This is not a great list. It's not a terrible list. That's not. Number one, Friends. I mean, no, no, it no is way a great I, I agree on the Big Bang Theory. I thought it's a fine show. It is an, an enjoyable little show to watch, but never got into it. You know, what do they have on there? Frasier and stuff. I haven't watched Frasier in a while. Anyway, yeah, Frasier was on there. That makes sense. How I Met Your Mother probably would be. What number about Cheers? Five, I'm guessing, but <laughs> this is the uh, the AARP list that's on here. Oh, they, like is that, that what they have? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I don't. It doesn't show their number one without me clicking on it, and I'm not going to do that. Mary okay. Tyler Moore show. Yeah, my list is is good according to. All everyone. Mm. Okay, whatever. So there we go. I win. I win. Speaking of winning, we got a review that I wanted to read. I, we try to read the reviews that people post on Meepletown. This is from the Apple review. So if you have anytime, a review, yeah, anytime you want to praise us or glorify, glorify is the wrong word. I don't know. Exalt. <laughs> That's even worse. <laughs> <laughs> Anytime build up, build up. <laughs> set us on a pedestal. <laughs> we will read your podcast, your, your review. We will read your email. <laughs> if it's bad, we'll read it too. I'm okay with that. You probably and won't then post we're gonna, a review. Then we're going to bash you. <laughs> we will, 100%. We'll find something wrong with your post, like grammar or something. I don't know what's going on, but this is. I've just been giggling a lot during the beginning of this. This has been funny for us insiders. I don't know if the people <laughs> listening, it's as fun, but I'm having a great time today. All right, Mr. Arrow says, Meeple Town is legit. This is a five-star review. Okay, Hey, that's that's it right there. Meeple Town is legit. Now, this is a lengthy, heartwarming, and and really accurate piece of literature right right here. Okay, just Just listen to the latest episode of Meeple Town. If if you could see me right now, I'm wearing a grin from ear to ear. If you like modern strategy board games at all, you need to check out this podcast. Dean is an awesome host that creates a great space to explore new and old board games. His reviews and thoughts... By the way, I did not write this. Mm -hmm. Mr. Arrow is just... 
I would say highly educated. (laughs) (laughs) His reviews and thoughts give you enough to decide if you want to try, but never boring over details so you forget what game he was talking about. You like that, John? Mm -hmm. You would disagree with, with that, but he does not. My only suggestion is get rid of the show's dead weight, (laughs) which is John. That is no joke. This is the actual review. And then it says, (laughs) then it says, just kidding. John's playful banter is the perfect foil to Dean. Their chemistry makes the show incredible. He's the Tom Havelford. Hey, this is perfect, right? I I wasn't even thinking this. He's the Tom Havelford of Board Game Podcast. I am? That's what you are. All right. Yes. I love Tom. Let's hear, I need to hear a line from him. That's what we normally hear, right? I I, I don't know. Anyway, um, you need this in your life. Run, don't walk on down to Meepletown. You'll be glad you did. That's awesome. Mr. Arrow, that is fantastic. I, I, yeah, I think you should be the host. After we drop this dead weight off the show, maybe maybe you should audition for that, that, uh, that seat, right? Yeah, I mean, when it was going south for a minute there, I was just like, you know, that's fine. Dean can find somebody else. Oh, uh, easy, easily. I mean, <laughs> I, I won't be. I actually wouldn't be offended. I'm like, okay, if there's someone better, I mean, then bring them on. Oh no, no, no. you said find somebody else. I can find somebody else. I don't know if they're going to be better. Oh, thank you, Dean. Yeah. Like I, I don't, I don't have. Uh, I feel like I'm. Uh, an in, we're all in this community together, right? So if if like Were you I, setting me up I, I, could, sing, I could easily step down and be like, okay, yeah, that person's a lot better. You were setting me up to sing some high school musical right there, right? Yeah. We're I, all in this together. Do you know that one? Desserts are what I call okay. desserts. <laughs> Tray trays are entrees. I call sandwiches, Sammy's, Sanduzels, or Adam Sandler's. Air conditioners are cool blasters with a Z. I don't know where they come from. I call cakes big old cookies. I call noodles long oops <laughs> there's a family I call noodles long blank rice fried chicken fry fry chicky chick chicken parm is chicky chicky parm parm chicken cacciatore chicky catch I call eggs pre-burnt <laughs> When I first or started future that. birds, root beer, super water, tortillas, bean blankets, and I call forks food rakes. <laughs> when I first heard that, I mean, that was a rolling on the floor moment. That was that was really well written. Oh, oh man, that's the that's best really one. Is when he says, "I call noodles long rice." <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm crying. That's Tom Haverford. If those. If you don't know, Dean asked me to quote him, so there you go. Okay, so if if anybody is listening that you've heard me talk about office ladies, I love the office ladies. I would love to have a podcast that does something similar to Parks and Rec, and maybe it's out there. I don't know. Hmm. Or friends for that matter. Ugh, you can count me out on that one. I just I have never looked into it. If anybody has any good recommendations, we would love to hear that. Speaking of commenting and reaching out to us. We, we want feedback, not just through reviews, but as mm-hmm. we talk through our list, and we're about to start like right now, yep. but as we're doing our list, I want to hear your feedback. Do you think our picks are garbage? Do you think, hey, that's a great pick. That would also be on my list. We <clears> want to know. We'd yeah, love to know. That's right. So we were going to do a little bit of that. I will say there was a couple people that texted us, like Jonathan. He had responded, hey, I need to check out Suburbia again since I gave it such high praises. I don't know if it's going to change for him because he 
he likes heavier games than me, right? Like, I just, that's the reality. And I've been liking less heavy games, I think, as of late because I just haven't had time to dive into some of those things. So that was one little feedback thing. He uh, used to like Suburbia, I think, if I remember right. He said that he's only played it twice, and it was like a seven and a half. But yeah. obviously that allowed him to get the collector's edition. I mean, he liked it enough to get that. Yeah. So it wasn't yeah. that he hated it or anything. Um, yeah, I feel like I liked Suburbia more and more kind of as I've played it and steven mentioned uh zombicide as he always does and how much he likes that so go on bgg go on uh games at gmail.com whatever twitter instagram and just post uh you know yeah feedback arguing with us telling us we're stupid or telling us we're our picks are amazing i would really appreciate if you didn't tell us we're stupid though that's fine We are back, Meeple Town, ready to we work go. on our next 10 games, or 20 games, I guess technically 10 apiece. Mm-hmm. We also switched over to YouTube. We're going to be recording on this. Now, just so you know, this will post on the podcast first. Um, yes. So if you're looking for it on YouTube and you're <laughs> Way like... Way before YouTube, probably. Yeah, potentially weeks or years, who knows? <laughs> at this point, we haven't posted the first one yet, but it will be up there at some point. But who cares about that? Let's get into our number Somebody 40. Somebody cares. Am I going first, right? You care. All right. I care. My number 40 is, I would say it's only 10 years old, but it's an oldie but a goodie. It feels classic, doesn't it? 10 years old in board game is kind of classic these days. I mean, if they're good. Yeah. Yeah. That's Zolkin, the Mayan calendar, which, you know, this is a Simone Luciani, Daniele Tassini game that I absolutely love. It has these huge gears, but guess what, Dean? Those gears are not just a novelty. They actually have something interesting that takes place, which, hey... We played Gutenberg lately. A little bit of gear action, huh? Oh, yeah, that's ah, right. You yeah, like the these... gears better on this one? Oh, yeah. yes, far far better. <clears throat> but what I like about Zolkin is uh, as you're spinning the gears, uh, the center gear, it's spinning the other gears. But it's not just worker placement. It's worker placement tactically. Like you either put them on on your turn or take them off on your turn, which causes you... If you're going to be a good player, you've got to think multiple steps ahead. And when am I going to take these off? When am I going to take those on or put those on? And I think that that's fun because I like tactical games. I like when to do it is so important. And in this game, when to place your worker is hugely important. And I think that's why I really like this. This has been around for a long time. And uh, Zoken is a great game. That's my number 40. Yeah, I, I enjoy this one too. Funny enough, I, I played this in the not too distant past, maybe like two months ago or something like mm-hmm. that. I enjoy this one too. It's um, it's it's not gonna make my fifty or maybe even hundred, not even hundred for wow. sure. But you but just slap Zolkin in the face. It's a really fun game. I'm guessing this is one of many T games to come. Is my guess. Uh, I don't know. That's my guess. That's yeah. my prediction. Okay. All right, my number forty is a game that is pretty new. Came out last year. That is Merchants Cove. This- I, are we surprised that it's a new game? No. <laughs> <laughs> or that the components are amazing? No, yeah, maybe not. <laughs> All right. So, oh, by the way, Zolkin. There's another. There's a game that's set up on the table. I won't say what it is yet. And it has minis. It has recess boards. And I told Dean, it's probably already top 50 for you. You should have played that before we did this. <laughs> Zolkin was ranked 50 overall. So right now, John is in the lead for <laughs> I, the highest picks. Okay. Because you only picked one. You definitely, this one definitely won't be. Yeah, Merchant's Cove is ranked 958 overall. That's not bad, though. No, 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 not at all. This one is um, from Final Frontier Games by a bunch of different designers, Johnny Pack and Carl uh, Ostrand and Dreg uh, Villarreal. 
I always say his name wrong. In this game, you are, you've got these boats that have these adventures that are coming to shore and you're going to be loading up those boats with different colored meeples. And what you're trying to do is create wares in you on your player board. This is a, a completely asymmetric game, by the way. So I'm, I'm creating these wares on my board and, and worker placing so that I can create these things. And so is John. And then as these you're boats, creating questions, as these boats are coming in, wares. we have to sell different color wares to different color adventures that match up with them. And you're going to get more and more money that way. I, I just love this game. Yeah. Love, love, love this game so much about it. I, I just played this a week or two ago and I was like, yep, it's sticking up there. And, um, I don't see this one falling, maybe rising with the new expansion that's coming out. I'm pretty pumped about that. It's going to have more factions, more goodness. This is an excellent game. I love it. There you go. Yeah, Merchants it was fun. Code. I enjoyed it. I definitely did. That's your number 39, Merchant. That is Code. my number 40. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Literally my first one. Oops-a-daisy. My number 39 is ranked 147 overall, and this is an Inca and Marcus brand game, and that is Rajas of the Ganges. How about that? This about game is that? great. Um, You know, I like this so much because <clears throat> I like the way that the – Winner is you're going up two different tracks and wherever you cross it. I love that mechanic. I, you know, I find myself liking more and more endings that aren't just who has scores and most victory points. Now, I've got plenty of those on my list, but just something a little bit more unique. And I think that that's what, you know, this gives you. But it's cool. I mean, you got dice worker placement. And you're also doing tile placement on your own, like, little pad area. You're... Uh, I don't know, palace, I guess, or something like that. A district, I don't know. Um, but doing those things at the, and uh, really going to the right places at the right times to set off different things, especially when you're going up the river and you don't want your opponent to get there first. And then, man, I needed this to set this off, to do this, to jump this many places. And I just love it. And it's a very uh, fairly simple game. It's weighted at 2.89. So it's one that I can bring out with a, quite a few people. Always enjoy playing it, Rogers of the Ganges. Yeah, I'm totally with you. I really enjoy this one. Did not make my list this year. However, I do play this one a lot on Yucatan. It's it's got a good implementation on there. the The roll and write version of this game is a ton of fun too. I've yeah, I really say enjoy they even that. Like it better. I prefer the mm, board game myself, yeah. but I still think that one's really good as well. There you go. All right, my number thirty nine was recently up for a spill the jars. Or, uh oh, or look at that! You throwing that out there like that, Kenner? I can't remember what whatever one, but it you're is a name dropper. Cryptid. Uh, but it's funny because this game came out here, at least, in 2018. This one is ranked 273 overall. This is a deduction game. I was thinking it's funny to tell the story the first time I played it. I thought it was a cooperative game. And so when the player <laughs> next to me won, I high-fived them. Oh. I was like, yeah, we did it. And they were like, no, I did it. He was like, Teen's a nice guy. Like He's more excited about me winning than he might be if he won. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, because... I actually should have and and would have won that game had I thought that it was a competitive game. But there it is go. still really fun where you're giving out information. You're trying to guess information about where other people's clue is. And then you're matching up all your clues to find that one spot on the board where the cryptid actually is. And then if you guess that correctly, you're going to be the winner. The problem with this one is it's not a problem with the game. It's a problem with my friends. It's harder for me to find people to play this to, to play this game. Wow. I can't play it too. In your not face, play, friends. I've not played the, the new <laughs> two-player version. You you are my friend, John. I would play Cryptid with face. you. Yeah, but it we just have to wouldn't find be a high one other player. Yeah. So anyway, I still love this game. It's still really high up there. Cryptid. I think it's fun. There you go. 
That's your number 39. 39. All right, my number 38 is ranked 1,514 overall, so I guess, I don't know, man. Mm. Maybe I'm losing on, the, on that. It is a Keesling Cromer game, some of my favorite designers, and that is Renature. Um, now, this game is weighted at 2.2. It's it's very it's one of their lighter games. I mean, they have some lighter games, but it's, it's definitely on that lighter side. Now, this is one that's on my top 50 list that I've recommended to a lot of people, and a lot of people go, I really enjoy it. Don't know why it's that high for you, right? Like, yeah. I, it's like, and, and I'm cool with that. Like, I totally understand that. So, this is kind of one of those that I have on the list that I go, I think a lot of people are going to go, that was fun. No idea why it's that high. I'll tell you why it's that high. I just, it brings me back to this domino playing as a kid, brings me back to domino playing as a young adult, and you're playing, placing these dominoes and you do this kind of area majority thing, this very Keesling Cromer area majority thing in the midst of placing the dominoes. It has this board vibe of like grandma's kitchen, and there's just something, it's just like, you know, one of those things where you're like, that food brings back this memory, and it's high on my list because of that. I really feel like that's why I like Renature Nature so much, is it just kind of brings back this comfort feeling, and it's just a personal thing. Yeah, I also think this one, it benefits you to play it multiple times and not just base your overall opinion on one play, right? Because yes. it's you can get really destroyed I agree. I agree by somebody the first time you play this game. Yeah, I do think people like it better over time, for sure. I mean, I totally just agree with what you just said, but yeah. it's a reality. Like, I have the first play going, okay, it's fine. But the more you play it, the more you recognize, wow, it's got a lot of really interesting you know, tactical strategy, area majority, um, the tile placement. It's all there and really cool. Yeah, I really like this one, too. I, it's, it is crazy. I, I'm agreeing with people and saying that it's crazy to me how high this is on, on yeah. your list. When you first played this, when you first got this I game, loved it. you said, I'm going to sell all my other games. This is nah. the only game I ever want to play. Bah. I just did what you say. That was wasn't an exact quote, but something along those lines. This is game number three of Kiesling Kramer games, maybe for uh, you so far. Oh wow! Is, um, that, is that right? Mm, I don't know. I'm, At I'm, least two. Uh, Cole I, Baron. Did you have to call on your list? No. Oh okay. No. Okay. For some reason, I thought you had that on there. No. Okay. So two mm-hmm. out of your first twelve-ish games. I know. Like that's that. that's 13, pretty wild. Something like that. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I love those guys. All right, my number 30... That's my number 38, Renature. Oh, yeah. Say that a, we say that for the videos and, and for the podcast yeah. because it helps if people forget what we said. That's right. My number 38 is Roll for the Galaxy. This one's ah. been on my list maybe every time we've done this list. It was on mine last week. That's right, it was. And, and I still really enjoy this game. I've played the app version of this one. I wish the app had some of the expansion stuff, but what hmm. really rise, raises this game for me is the expansion material... Um, all of it. I, I like all the expansions, especially the, oh goodness, I'm forgetting the name of it. It's not Ambition, it's the other one. Uh, yep. Anyway, yep. it's the one that adds the, the customizable dice. You like that one. Uh, I think that was <clears throat> a lot of fun. Although I think Ambition is a whole lot of fun too. Rivalry. Rivalry, that's right. So in this game, you are rolling dice behind a screen and you're going to be placing them out to take different actions. One of those is going to go onto an action slot to say this action is going to happen Yeah. regardless of what John picks. If John picks the same action, we're going to take that action and you might just get that one action. In a two-player game, you're going to roll an extra die and that's going mm-hmm. to give you uh, an extra action spot to take. But all the other dice, if somebody else picks it and you have it in that column, you'll get to take that action. You're building... Uh, exploring planets, you're going to be building up these developments, and um, whoever has the most points at the end of the game is going to be the winner. Nice little engine building game. I just, I really enjoy this one. Yep. And it's a really a quick game. game as well. This one's ranked 
pretty high. I don't have it pulled up yet, but I will in just a second. This one is overall 114. Mm. Got out of the top 100. That's right. That's my number oh. 38. Perfect segue. For the ga- galaxy. Number 99 overall. Oh, wow. <laughs> you are higher in this one, aren't you? That's wild. Um, I didn't, when I said it was just outside the top 100, I had not looked at this yet. So I thought that was kind of interesting. Uh, number 99 is Lorenzo Il Magnifico. Now this is, um, Flaminia Bersini, uh, Virginio Gigli and Simone. Dude, there's so many Luciani games on this list and I didn't even realize that. I did. I could have told you that before. No, I'm, I like <laughs> him. No, no. I, it's like, I like him a lot. And like, I'm just now realizing how very much, cause I had council of four on my list already. I had... He's Zulk in the Mayan calendar on my list already. And then now Lorenzo Il Magnifico. So that's three. That's three out of the top 14 games, I think, is Simone Luciani's name. And is I can on there. think of uh, that's crazy. at least one more that's going to be on your list, but you'll have more for sure. That's wild. Yeah. Okay. So uh, in what's the, not wild is this game. Yeah. Well, you you like this game. No, I do like this game. It's just not a wild, crazy game. No, this game is a, a game of uh, dice placement and all. I, I, I always think of the just tightness. It feels so tight, doesn't it? Like there's not like a ton of places to go and you're placing your dice in these spots, but you're also getting cards, which is, you know, the crux of it is getting the cards so that you're building engines pretty much, right? Engines to gain resources or victory points or different things like that or in-game scoring with victory points, excuse me. And I just think I I really enjoy engine building games. I I enjoy... um, games where you know you have these tight worker placement spots and it all comes together in a game that is a magnifico ah that's good that's pretty good 37 you're 37 lorenzo is magnifico that's it yes this game stresses me out a little bit especially it does it's a stressful game on the on the church track i think is the is it the cross like the red cross or whatever yeah that part stresses me out a bit Or, or you get bad things that happen to you yes yeah that's common in a lot of these games as well. Yeah. There it is. Including one that I'll talk about later on my list. But All right, my number 37 is Dominion. This is an oldie but in a goodie. This one is ranked 111 overall. You got that fly There's all a up fly. in your face, man. Dude, Get out of on here. the YouTubes, maybe you'll see it. There's a fly. It's just all over us. Man, you're relentless, buddy. <laughs> We're taking this thing We're down. <laughs> Go find a, a more popular YouTuber if you're wanting to get Ugh. famous. Right? Yeah, that's right. Okay, so this is Dominion. Dominion that's is the, the granddaddy of the deck builders. There is so much content for this game, even in the base game box of this one. Uh, by the way, I don't know if I said this. I think I did. 111 overall. This is Donald X Baccarino. Uh, in this game, it really teaches some of the basics of deck building, which is, you know, shuffling through, buying new cards and all that. But it is it is uh, super simple to teach. I can teach this. In fact, unless they change this in the second edition, there is a really easy way to teach this game, which is ABC and and that's it. ABC. A is your action, B is your buy, and C is the cleanup. It doesn't label it that way in the rule book, which I always thought was kind of funny because it's a super easy way to teach this yeah. game. And that's it. You're just buying cards and you're trying to get the most points. Whoever, well, there's a couple different ways to end the game. Um, buying provinces and, and depleting that stack often is the way that we win or that somebody wins the game, not me, because I don't win this game. My wife wins this game. I just like this game. I don't have all of the new stuff. I think I stopped it around. You have a lot though. Dark Ages or Guild or Guild Hall, whatever that one's called. 
But there's been uh, four, five, six sets, maybe more since those have come out. There you go. I need to check those out because I've heard really good things about the new sets. That's Dominion. Really good game. My number 37. Six. Seven. Seven. <laughs> All right. Uh, my number 36 is new to my list this year, and it is a game by... <laughs> Donald X. Baccarino. Look at that. Dude, there, this has been interesting. We didn't plan any of these things. No, we have a couple of other things like that today, though, I think. I think so. Um, now, this is... Uh, so the problem is, is it's hard. I, I'm, I'm going to put the big box of Kingdom Builder as my number 36. The problem is it doesn't have the ranking. I have to go all the way down all the way to regular Kingdom Builder, which is 605 overall, which I think that it would probably be higher if you could have the big box. Um, yeah, so Kingdom Builder has entered my list because, you know, this is such a great game that is easy to teach and it gives you different feels every time you play it. You know, you're putting out your little buildings or what are they called? I don't know. I always call them settlements because they're the maybe same settlements. Yeah, yeah, maybe settlements. Houses on the out onto a board, and it's really it's as simple as you flip over a card and you go, "I'm placing in the grasslands." You know, this round, but there's you know different ways you have to place, and they have to be adjacent to something else if possible, and blah blah blah. But there's different cards that come out every game for how they score. And that's the key to the game is is interesting, like these d different combinations that come out that you go, okay, how can I make this work? So it has that puzzly nature that feels different, I feel like, every time I play the game because they come out differently. And then when you add the big box and you have different um, uh, new buildings and you have different cards and different ways where you can score points immediately instead of just score them all at the end, it becomes very fun and interesting. And like even recently, I brought it out with my, my two oldest sons and they just loved it. And so a game that a 12 and a 14 year old can play that is puzzly enough to where I, I'm going to really enjoy it. I, I just really like this game. It just gives me the feels. You're, you're right about this one. It, you, you have hyped this one up a lot in, in a good way, because when this first came out, I really enjoyed it, but yeah. the people that I played with didn't at the time, this was yeah. just kind of that stage. So I ended up getting rid of it. And then I picked it back up because this, this really is a fun game. It's a super fun game. It's just one of those. And, and the other piece is that it's so short. You know, if you, it, it, it's like a 30, 40 minute game and I'm just, I'm really enjoying that level of, I like games that simple rule set that give me thinking thinkies that are pretty quick. That's kind of my lifestyle right now. And that's, you're seeing that reflected in my list this year. Not as many heavier long games, uh, though I l really enjoy some of those. I've just been playing more of these styles. You like the thinkies. And this one was also a Kenner Spiel, Spiel's Jars winner. I don't I think, remember. Back in the day. I think. You might want to look that up. I can't see it on here. But anyway. 36. That's your 36. Kingdom Builder Big Box. My number 36 is another big box type game that is Snedonia Deluxe ah, there you go. Master Set, which we actually just we, played yesterday. Yesterday. Because I wanted to make sure I still love this game. And you know what? You still love this still game. Still love this game. But actually, I it's possible I could have bumped this up a little bit on my list after playing yesterday. But I kept it where it is, and I'm okay with that. This is a, a pretty simple worker placement game. This is a really fast game. So basically, you are going to be placing all of your workers out onto these different action spots. There's only one, two, three, four, five, six, seven different spots on here. Uh, sorry, seven different like actions that you can take. Some of them have multiple spots depending on how many players that you have. Mm -hmm. And once you place all those out there, then you're going to take all those actions. You're going to uh, change the weather and reset the board and do it again. Just keep doing that until you've built up tracks all along the board. Um, because that's what you're doing. You're building up tracks yeah. on the uh, on up to Snedonia. 
a lot of cool things I like about this game. One is that quickness of the worker placement. Another one is the weather die and how that affects how much rubble you can be removing when you take that action or how many tracks that you can build. I think that's really cool. You're going to be going to uh, take resources in these cube spaces, but you don't know how many are going to be out there. So when you draw each phase for new ones to come out, you could have a lot of iron yeah. to come out or a lot of, I don't know, probably a lot of stone, not a lot of coal. Coal lets you get more workers potentially with your train that you have. I, I just love this game. And the deluxe master set is where it's at because there's so so much content yeah. in this box. And I haven't really even scratched the surface and all the good stuff Agreed. in this box. Excellent game. Snowdonia <clears throat> Deluxe Master Set. I don't know what Snowdonia is ranked overall. I don't know if you can look that up. but I can. We can look it up. Uh, it may or may not be on my list here in a little bit. So okay. let's just, I won't talk about it at the moment. That's your number 36. My number 35 is, speaking of lighter games that don't take long to play, To Want and Sue You, The Inca Empire. Um, which is a joke if you've never played it before. So this is a David Tertzi game, and I love it. Uh, from the first time I played it, this is, came out in 2020, so it's only a couple years old. But in this game, you're placing workers onto this board with all kinds of things. It looks super, you're like, whoa, it looks kind of busy. There's potato taters on the board and stones and all these different things. But as you place them, you're going to get a power action based on how many other ones you have in that particular area. In addition to that, the way you place it has to do with where your priest is, high priest is at the top of this like uh, pentagon, right? And this game just has a lot of pieces to the games that to, that I love, and all really is woven together. Oh, there goes my mic. You're my talking mi- about how mine my was mic mess fell up down during the episode. And I know. Here it is, yours. There it is. Um, Speaking of weaving together, you have tapestries that you're weaving together. You also have, which help build an engine. You also have area majority in four different areas, which I love area majority. Also, you have tracks that you're going up and down, which can give you engines as well, like the the, tra- the sun track or whatever on the right-hand side of the board. The color of the meeples all do different things. So as you're placing them, they have like a little special power that they give you when you're placing them. As I'm talking about this game, I'm going, why are we not playing this? Yes. This is so fun. I was thinking the exact same thing. So this one has been on my list uh, last couple years, I think. It did not make it this year, and I almost 100% believe it's because I just haven't played it in Mm -hmm. a while. I want to play this game right now. It's still, when I did my ranking, it was still in the 50s or maybe, or like low 60s, something like that. So it's still really high for me. I love this game. It is good. I did not mention what it's, uh, it's ranked uh, 10. uh, 1,085 overall. It needs to be a little higher than that, doesn't it? That's not right. It is. It's right. I don't know. Maybe it's a little heavier. 1,000. I thought you said 10,000. 1,085. Okay. Still 1,085. I'm sorry. I said 10, and I was going to say 1,085 overall, but then I was 1,085 is really low for this game. I feel like it is. That surprises me. And the rankings are not super... Ratings are not super high either. I mean, 7.5. That's really good, but... Interesting. It's such a good game. This is an excellent game. I'm, I'm with you. Yep. I want to go play this. That's your number 35. What? 35. Okay, my number 35. Yes. I'm last. All you right? have to do is say the exact same number that I just said. <laughs> <laughs> we switch it up every week, and because I'm pulling it up for the YouTube, I, don't, I can't look at where I have this on my list. All right, is Memoir 44. Now, this one was I've on my list. I've never played it. Came off my list. I'll play it with you. I've offered to play it. You keep telling me that you think I would like this one. This is Richard Borg. This one is a popular game, ranked 160 yeah, overall. That's it. Days of Wonder game. Now, 
Now, what has really rekindled my joy of this game is playing it on Board Game Arena. Topher Graves is my Memoir 44 partner, and we have at least one, usually two games going on at a time, and we've been doing this for a couple months now, just nonstop. And, man, this is such a fun game. And I, when we first – so we played it again, started a couple months ago, and I was like, why have I not played this game in so long? It's super simple, super fun to play. But basically, every game there, – there's a ton of content available for this too, but the gist of it is the same. You're trying to get these different badges in the game, and you do that by destroying units of other players. Usually, there's other ways that you can get badges, but that's the a big way that you can do that. And so basically, if you've got like an infantry unit and I'm next to one of your units, regardless of what it is, I can roll three dice. Or if you're two Mm -hmm. units away, I can roll two. There's different terrain that comes into effect and changes all of that. But the really cool part of this game is how you play that. There are no good pictures on here at all. (laughs) Jeez. But I'm going to show this one, even though it's blurry. You basically are going to play cards. You have a limited number of cards that you have. And I'm gonna play a card and do the action. So a card that I might that I might have might say, attack with all of your units from your right flank, or or you can counterattack. So basically, play a card that John just played. I can do the exact same action, or I can do an air air assault or something like that. There's lots of or attack from all different. Ah! There we go. Yeah. You weren't ready for that. If you were on the podcast, you didn't. I attacked him from his left flank, <laughs> and he didn't. He was not ready. Anyway. So you play those, you're going to roll dice. Ooh, this one has zombies in it. I don't know about that, but there's also, okay, there's a, a ton of, I don't even know where to start to explain all the content that you can have. The Overlord expansion lets you play with eight people where you've got three people playing different <laughs> sides Gosh. and then one Overlord telling you like what to do. I'm giving you cards and letting you, kind of giving you commands. This game is insanely good and it, Probably needs to stay on my top 50, and if it doesn't in the future, it's only because I haven't played it. But I've been playing it a ton lately. There you go. You got to play this game, John. It's fantastic. Okay, I'll play it. I'll play it. Memoir 44 is my number 35-ish. And that's ranked, you had already said it, One, so 140-something. 160. 160 yeah. overall. Okay, so my number uh, 34 is begins with an apology. I want to apologize to Meeple Town. It's too late. I want to apologize to Daniele Tassini and Simone Luciani. Which is his third time. By the way, I don't think you need to apologize because you've got him like every other game. (laughs) This is insane. 34 is Mark the Voyages of Marco Polo. Why am I apologizing, Dean? We didn't like this game. We played it one night and it was the last game, which this has happened multiple times to us where we've played two or three games. We start a game at 11 o'clock or something like that and we play it and go, okay, it's fine. And that was exactly how we felt about it, right? Like, we didn't not like it. It wasn't it was, exactly how we felt. I went out and sold it the next day. That's, oh, wow. That's exactly how I okay, felt. Okay, you you liked it less than me then. Cause I, but I yeah. remember yeah, I, I remember rating it like a six and a half or something like that. Like, maybe a seven. Like, in that, like, just kind of, it's fine. It's whatever. I don't get the hype. But I went ahead and bought it at the last Tennessee game days. Because I said, you know, this is rated too high. And there's too many people that like games. And then we have very similar tastes that like this. I've got to play this game again. And really, it's a Euro, um, you know, worker play, a dice worker placement. Wait, yes, sorry. Where, where you're placing them out, I'm looking at two things at one time. But what everyone loves about this game is the fact that it is, uh, you have asymmetric, incredibly powerful, right? 
powers in this game. Seemingly too powerful until you play it, and then you're yeah, like, yeah, it's oh, like okay. it's like this breaks everybody's the game, powerful. but everyone's power breaks the game, and you know it's. <laughs> Like I said, it's just it's kind of got this really just classic Euro feel, and it I like what I like about it so much is not only the asymmetric powers, which I do like that, but I like how the game is not I don't feel like it's very rules heavy. The weight is three point one nine, and I just like those you know kind of decisions that you're making with your dice and stuff over the course of the game, and I just think it's a I think it's a really fun game. So that's it. I, I, it's it's shot up from I don't care about it much to thirty four overall. So. So shame on me. Wow. Okay. Ranked seventy-eight overall. My on number. BGG. My number thirty-four is another two-player combat-style game. This is a uh, a game that's been out for a while, but then they just did a second edition last year. This is Summoner Wars Second Edition, which I prefer the second edition by um, uh, at, uh over at Plat Hat Games. Uh, I this is a game that I just I absolutely love and it, it kind of went back and forth which one I would put above Memoir 44 ultimately it doesn't really matter there's similar styles of games you know it, well kind of I guess but in this one you are playing out cards onto a onto a board and I am trying to take out your summoner and I'm going to be summoning different characters out onto the board and then I'll move them around and I'm going to attack them the faction decks are really cool, which is what really raises this one up just slightly above Memoir 44. Memoir 44, you're doing a lot of different things, but ultimately it's kind of the same. This one, the factions are so very different, I feel like, and so that's why it just gets the nod from me. But there's tons of new content coming out for this. If you're thinking, I really have wanted to try this game for a long time, you can go on Plat Hat Games and you can on their on their website and you can actually play this game you can pay to play the different factions or you can just play a sampling of it uh, like play a full game but you only get to play with with two of the decks available this is an excellent excellent game if you love this style of game if you don't i don't know if it's really going to change it like for you john you didn't necessarily love this but this isn't really your style of game no but i thought it was i thought it was a good implementation yeah yeah, I just, mm, this is a really, really fun game. Yep, that is go. Summoner Wars 2nd Edition. Go check it out. Awesome. My number 34, and yep. overall, it is something. Uh-oh. It's pretty high overall, I think. It is uh, 601, but mm. Summoner Wars might actually be higher than that, or the Master Set might be higher than that. I'm not really sure how that's set up on here, but that is uh, it's 593 is what Summoner Wars is. There it is. All right, that's your number 34. My number 33 is a game that is ranked 130 overall, but it's the same thing. I'm going to put the big box on here, and so that doesn't actually have a rating on BGG, but the original is uh, 130 overall. And this is a game that's new to my list. This is a game that Dean taught to me D Dean taught me this year, early this year, I think, It's because I've played it quite a bit. That's uh, Hansa Teutonica. How about that, Dean? You're happy this is on my list, aren't you? Yes. Yeah, I really am. I thought you were going to love this game when we first played it. You go back to Voyages of Marco Polo, where it's kind of got this kind of dry euro feel in Marco Polo. I didn't even mention that you're like merchants in Marco Polo, and you're going around to these different cities and, and uh, you know, doing these, getting goods and delivering them and all that kind of stuff. In this game, you have a beige board, and you're putting cubes onto the beige board. You don't get any more classic euro than that, do you, Dean? Oh, no. I this mean, this is, is like the epitome yes. of classic hero. <laughs> but 
But in this game, what's so interesting is you are placing these cubes onto these like little towns and whatever, and you're trying to make connections between these cities. And whenever you do make connections, everything you're saying says dry. I know. When you make connections now, you can either put your cube into that little city, or you can get like a bonus that is going to help you build an engine. I think that that's the fun part about this game is is tactically when to place things because um, you have to kick other people's out by the, your placement on there. Should I should I do that now? Because if I kick Dean out, he gets to take his and put it adjacent to a, this road and gets another cube. And so it's going to kind of help Dean. So maybe it's not a good idea to do this, but no, I've got two out of three on this road and I can complete the road with one. And then you have that tough decision of, do I want to put my cube in here? which can help into the city, which will help me get an engine building for points, or do I want to make my powers better to where maybe I'm at the city where I can get more actions if I put my cube there. So it's constantly that, mm, uh, I don't know what to do, but it's so freaking fast. Like you're just like, boom, 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 my turn's done. You know, besides those decisions that you kind of might gruel over a little bit, then it's Dean's turn. And the game just seems like it plays fast and Cool decisions, great game. Hanzo Teutonic, a big box. That's my number 33. Yep. Even if you don't have the big box, I think this is a really fun game. Yeah. Although the big box is really nice. Having those extra maps and little little variations there. I, I enjoy that. Yep. You may, you will see this game. Oh, uh, yeah. For sure. All right. My number 30, what was that for you? Three. No, number 33. Remember, I just so have to say the same My number, number 33. Number I know, again. but I forgot what your number was. Oh. My number 33 You're like my wife. A, you don't listen to what I say. <laughs> Virginio Gigni and Simone Luciani game. Yep. That's, have you heard these names before? Yeah. I don't know. Grand Austria Hotel. Love it. 79 overall. Let me just take over. Right I could. Now. Yep. There's just I've, my list is so good. There's just so many different <laughs> games that I could put in these spots. I'll pat you on the back. Way to go, Dean. This is one I've played a, a decent amount, especially lately. I've been playing it on Utah a decent amount. In this game, you are going to be dice drafting is is one of the biggest pieces. But you are drafting these dice to take the different actions from those columns. If I take, if you're looking at the video that I'm showing right now, if I take a two die and there's three two dies there, I can take a red or a black cube. Uh, three times, but I can't take black unless I take a red. So I have to have um, more or equal to reds, if that makes any sense at all. Or I can take money, or I can take these different contracts, lots of different things that I do. And I'm going to be taking these guests, I'm going to be feeding these guests and putting them into their room. And all of that is going to be giving you points and building an engine so that you can get more and more points at the end of the game. This game is fantastic. All of those different pieces play together really well. There's nothing that I don't really, really enjoy about this game. There's so many cool intricacies mm -hmm. of this game. Yeah, I just love it. This is Grand Austria Hotel. I know that John will have this Absolutely. higher. Uh, Verla, who, who is um, somebody we play a lot of games with online, also I think this might be her number one game, if I remember right. There it way, is. Way, way up there. This is an excellent game. You got to check this out. Also, again, you can play this online. Who's number one game? Verla, who... who yeah. Yeah. It's awesome. part of that uh, Chuck's. Yeah, uh, I love it. Group. It's going to be way high for me. Absolutely fantastic. I'll talk about it when I get there. Yep. Speaking of games that someone else has already talked about, I'm going to go ahead and put my number 32, a Snedonia, the Master Deluxe Master Set. Um, By the way, that was 79 overall. I don't know if I said that. Grand yeah. Austria Hotel. The, I can't. Snedonia was 500 something. You already mentioned it overall. But if I'm just talking about regular Snedonia, it's not on my list, right? Like it, it's 
it, it feels a little samey to me, right? But whenever you add, as Dean said, the deluxe master set, you have all these scenarios and you have goats in there and dynamite and all these things to add to it. It is such a fun game. And the reason I like it so much as we played yesterday was I like the weight. Uh, the rules are pretty simple to teach, uh, weighted around three, but I like how fast the actions are. How many times, Dean, were we done with the whole round in probably one minute? Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, and then you have that that tactical decision of I, probably I keep none. using it was that word, like two minutes. <laughs> but yeah, no, no, I don't know, but of when you have placing in the worker placement spots, um, because I like how you have to decide. Oh, I should, do I want to go here now, or do I think Dean's not going to go there, so that I could get these two spots that I really really want, and then you you know do the worker placement actions from left to right. So that's another interesting call that you're making because you could go, oh, I want this, but if I don't get that spot, I won't have enough cubes. I won't have enough whatever to get to build this track. And so I'm going to risk it or because I really don't think he's going to go there or I'm not going to risk it and then you get hosed potentially. It's just so fun and I love I love trains. I mean, I like the theme. I like I love the art and components that they have on this deluxe master set. It's a great game. Yep, fantastic. That's 32. Stadonia Deluxe Master Set. My number 32 is a super simple, super simple. Talk about beige and cubes. This is kind of, you know, I had Dominion earlier. Dominion's kind of like that base level deck builder. This is like that big base level uh, worker placement game. And for some reason, I don't know why. I just absolutely Hold up a second. love this Dean game. Dean has not even said the name of the game. Lords of Waterdeep. I just said it, didn't I? No, I don't think so. Oh. I was waiting for you to say it. Maybe Lord, I'm wrong. I think I did. I think I did. Lords of Waterdeep with the expansion in there. Uh, this is ranked 81 overall. The Skullport expansion? Yeah, the Skullport expansion. Uh, in this game, you are placing workers out onto spots, and you're going to be taking cubes, or as I like to say, you're taking these different adventures that you're going to be sending out on these different quests, because that's what it is. It's not thematic at yeah. all. This is a D&D themed game, but not really. And, and you get mad when I say I'm going to get two purple cubes. You're like, no, they're... They're wizards. You know what they are? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I do. I play this game a lot, a whole lot. And um, you're just playing through a set number of rounds in this game to get the most points at the end of the game. The cool thing about this game, though, is the the quest cards are are interesting because they're giving you points, but they're also giving you different abilities or one, one-shot things, things like that. The buildings is what really makes this game for me, though. You can build different buildings, which change from game to game, giving you different worker placement spots. And if I'm the one who built that building and John takes that action later, I'm going to get a bonus from that. I really cool. love that aspect of the game. I also love the intrigue. It would cards. be really boring if it didn't build out. Yes, that's yeah. that's really nice how it, it definitely does would. That. And if you didn't have the intrigue cards, it wouldn't be as interesting sure. either. Intrigue cards give you more bonuses, but you have to take a action to play those cards. But then you then get to play those agents again yeah. later on in the game. Excellent game. I still love this one. I'm. I wonder if they're going to redo this some sort of an anniversary edition coming up. This one is uh, coming up on a f- 10, 15 year anniversary, something like that. 10-year anniversary is this year. There's some component issues with this game. I've deluxified it a bit, okay. more than a bit. I love this game. Lords of Waterdeep, my number 32. You can also find that one relatively cheap. Like, if there yeah. are new people into the hobby, like, this is one of my high recommendations. I don't love this as much as some other people do, but I feel like every time I show it to people, they love it. I, I, I do enjoy it. I won't turn down a game all that often, but, like, I feel like... People just love this, and that's great. Super high recommendation for me. I almost put it on that list that we did with Rick. I know you'll probably hear it on the podcast later on, but like top five games to do a 
start a board game store with or if you own whatever we did because it's, it's yeah. such a it's such a great classic worker placement and it's a wonderful game good call all right that's speaking your number. of not great games oh hey, wow. hey. speaking of that it's uh well so my number 31 the last for this episode is ranked 356 overall so there's quite a few people that would disagree with you dean is my i think i don't hate this second stefan feld game and it is in the year of the dragon now this is a game that is i've always said this multiple times this is the bend you over and spank you game the game of feed your workers right like every year there's going to be something that takes place and most years it's a disaster or something bad and so you're having to plan for that constantly over the course of this game but what i what i really like about it is is stefan feld is is my favorite designer of all time i'm pretty sure though simone luciani is pretty high apparently on my list yeah, as well yeah. but this one has a lot different feels than some of his other games right like there are different there are elements of this where you're like oh yeah that does feel kind of feldish but i just like how it has just a complete it it really feels different than a lot of other board games I've played. Do you do you agree with that, or you it disagree does, yeah. with that? Yeah, and I I think that's why it just constantly stands out in my mind. Is like it just has a different feel of taking these tiles and putting them into your like temple area, having enough spots. You're constantly squeezed on. I want this, man. I don't know if I have enough to get this, or if I spend my coins and I can't do this. Like it just feels super tight, and bad things are constantly coming against you. It feels like, and I like it. I like that about it because I feel clever when I'm able to weather the storms in this game and score points. You're trying points can be hard to come by in this one sometimes. Sure. Yeah. So I, I really like this game in the year of the dragon. My number thirty one, booyah! It, it is surprising me that you have this higher than Rialto, but but it's because of it. that. I, I've known that you really like this. Yeah, game for it's a long because time. of that. It just has different feels, and I constantly find myself wanting to go grab it on the shelf because it's not. It just stands out in a in a world full of games that have like similar things to it that you know like there's nothing special about Voyages of Marco Polo but it's but it's fun and that's why it's on my list and like it doesn't have to have it doesn't have to be wildly different for me to like something by any stretch I don't believe in that but when something does have something different that kind of ticks something in your brain that some other games don't I'm like I find myself going to them. Yeah, it makes sense. My guess is we're going to see a decent amount more Felds on your list, if I had to guess. Oh, we just got the party started. Okay. All right. Actually, last week you got it started with Rialto. Mm. But my number 31 is not a Feld game. It is a Shem Phillips game. It is wow. Raiders of Scythia. That's, that, I'm, I'm, I'm surprised. Yeah. You put this over uh, Raiders of the North Sea. Well, yes. Because I'm going to guess. I don't yeah. know. I haven't seen the rest of your list. Here's why I did it. Okay, so I do think I like Raiders of Scythia better. Okay. Now, if you have seen any of our content in the past about this, or or not even ours, but any content, this is Raiders of the North Sea. It is the same game, a re pretty much a, a redoing of it. And there's some some things in this game that are from the expansion, then some different things. But basically, this is a worker placement and displacement. You're going to be placing a worker, taking an action, removing a worker, and then taking that action. That's all you're going to mm-hmm. be doing, and you're going to be completing these different quest um you're going to be collecting resources and using those resources to complete the quest you're going to be going to battle and rolling dice to to determine whether or not you're going to be losing characters or damaging you know taking uh taking damage to your characters the art production on this game is through the freaking roof i mm-hmm. mean it is insane how much i i love the look of this game now the reason i put raiders of scythia over north sea one is overall, I feel like it's the better deal. 
I and I like the look okay. of it better. I like the overall gameplay better. So all of the reasons are why I put this higher than North Sea. And you knew that I like this better than North Sea. Yep, I think I go North Sea still. But I, I like the eagles, the horses on this. It's and fun though. I like they the add game. some different uh, abilities on there and stuff like that. But I just I love 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 this game. If you have North Sea, you don't necessarily need this one. I still have not gotten rid of my North Sea game, but I think that I'm going to. And I have everything for it in the in the the Garfield games like their collector's mm. box, like the really nice one. Everything's in there, but I'm going to get rid of that and just keep. Raiders of Scythia because it is an amazing game, but both of them are fantastic. There you go. That's my number 31. Now, Raiders of Scythia, Raiders of North Sea, I'm guessing, is higher overall rank, if I had to guess. But Scythia, I'll just stick with this one, is 416. There it is. So, there we go. That is this list. It's a good list. But next week, I've got some new additions. I Here think he four out of my 10 next week are brand new to my list. Mm. Or at least, wow. yeah, I think that's right. I think that's right. It's going to be excellent. You, your mind's going to be blown from my list next week, John. I, I, bet I, can start, I bet I can start naming what they are right now, but I won't. <laughs> I'm going to guess that many of them have miniatures. <laughs> and I'm, I'm being serious this time because I'm thinking of some of the games. They probably all do. No, 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 no. Okay. I've got some. No, one of them does for sure. But one of them is, is a Euro that I've been wanting you to play for a long time. That's a teaser. I think I know what it is. You're okay. going to like it. Okay, so... We already mentioned, if you would like to review us or, or anything like that, we would love some feedback just to know that you're there and you care. John, tell people how they can get in touch with us. If you're enjoying us, we would love for you to review this podcast like Dean just mentioned. Um, you can go to at Meeple Town Games on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for the social medias. Uh, Meeple Town, patreon.com slash Meeple Town if you want to support us on Patreon. And we're Board Game Geek Guild 3407. Thanks for coming down to Meeple Town. That was Dean and Johnny Game.